Hello and welcome back to our Let's Talk version. Uh, we're here joined by Dan. Hey, the Dan, how's it going? What up, buddy? Life is beautiful. Trying our very best. I just finished a fantastic workout and like oh, I'm wow. feeling super excited. I love it. You, you're going to bring us more energy then. Awesome. I love it. Fantastic. All right. All right. Um, today, we are going to talk about what, Dan? Learning from past versus living in the past, right? So, what do you? Th First, let's just get you started. Give us a very good introduction here. Fantastic. So, you see, pal, when it comes to living versus learning, you see, the problem with most of us is sometimes we are literally living in the past, and we tend to relive those moments of, uh, let's say, failure, and sometimes even the moments of triumph, and that prevents us from actually taking action to move forward. So, I am against living in the past, both the good and the bad, uh, and the bad, because. Uh, Basically, if you're always dwelling on the negative and the bad stuff that happened in the past, so you tend to somehow uh, suffer from a lot of uh, emotional problems. And at the same time, if you dwell on your victories in the past, then that somehow prevents you from taking action because you feel complacent. Like, look at my past, man. And if you right now look, for, I mean, if you think, think, think about like politics, for example, right? Right. So if you think about the nations, uh, ironically, some of the nations with the longest histories oftentimes aren't doing very well in the modern world. Mm. On the other hand, many nations that are quite new, actually don't have a very long history, are doing very well. And I think the reason is that these guys don't sit on their back and say, guess what? I have a, I don't know, 10,000 year history or something, buddy. Mm -hmm. it's that they are focused on actually taking action now and taking their life to a whole new level. So because of that, I'm actually a huge fan of trying to uh, learn from the past and think of the, the past as a great mentor, a very expensive one, of course, because usually we uh, pay the price of uh, education from the past by our failures and mistakes. Uh, but ultimately, overall, I think the best approach to life is to learn from it and then just shut it off and move on. Another great benefit of having this mindset, of course, is the fact that you simply don't have to feel depressed. I mean, uh, from my experience, the majority of psychological disorders uh, are rooted in the past and the fact that someone has had something bad happen to him in the past and he or she cannot get over it. So by literally practicing the art of uh, learning from the past and then forgetting about it, you almost immunize yourself against the absolute majority of psychological problems as well as emotional pain. So it's wonderful, and I think uh, people should uh, really take uh, you know should uh, take this into consideration that their past is just a uh, teacher. It's nothing more than that. And of course, if they want to move on forward to a, towards a better future, then they need to actually move on. Well, of course, I can't agree with you more on this. Um, and obviously, it's much easier said than done so let's go a That's little right. bit deeper in the sense that okay let's just uh define these two um these two uh behaviors if you will and then um if, when we get a better idea of what each of them are exactly then we can start tackling of how to switch from one on one to the other okay so first of all let's talk about learning from the past that's yes, sort sir. of easier because that's sort of obvious that what you should be doing but then that's not necessarily what we do and i want to start off with this uh, interesting quote from george uh, santiana uh, those who do not remember the past are condemned to repeat it exactly so, exactly great, and, great one i like it yeah and i recently finished reading this uh, little tiny book called um the lessons of history which is oh, like man, listen, actually i saw that on your uh, instagram mm -hmm. uh, store basically uh, we should just like give our audience right now a brief uh 
summary of what you learned in that book. Oh, yeah. Well, so the interesting thing about this book is it has separate chapters and it uh, the chapters are titled something like this. Race and history, war and history, war. economy and history, st stuff like this. So basically, it gives a very interesting conclusion of each aspect in history and what we can uh, learn from it. And it doesn't necessarily give you a direction. It's a very fantastic. Essay. So the, the the authors themselves, which I believe they're past uh, at this point, this book was originally published, I believe, in seventies. Um, they basically call these some uh, a summary uh, essay of you know sorry a summary of essays of the through of the uh, history. Uh, so basically, they went through these essays that was written, and then they gave a summary of. Uh, what history has to teach us and it was a fantastic book i actually shared a lot like beside the fact that i reviewed the book um on the um what do you call it on the on on, on instagram i also shared uh snippets of the book on my stories every once in a while uh, it was fantastic i think this is one of those must read, uh, read book for all uh, wow. in my opinion because most most importantly because it's a very short read it's it's 100 pages and it's not even a, a big size book. So, so yeah, I think I think it's really worth it. But then one more most important thing that I think uh, everybody should consider is to go into it with as much open in mind as as is possible, because it has. I think mean, it also covers uh, usually if if there are two sides to the story, it tries to you know um, cover both sides and then let you decide the eventual thought. But then it had very great um, you know lessons. And obviously, based on the name, lessons of history. So it's 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 in the past, and we're learning exactly. from the past, right? So it was it was very interesting in that sense. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's there's this obvious, you know, if you if you ask every single person, or give or take every single person in in, in the world, whether we should learn from the past or not, they say yes. But not most people probably don't have a uh, proper a way to do it or proper definition of what it means so can you give us um you know some uh, examples as long uh, as well as some definitions of what this is and how we can achieve it that's right first of all you said something very nice you said most people cannot learn from their past well the problem is not that they cannot learn from the past the problem is the emotions that they tend to associate with the events in the past that ultimately make the experience of uh, thinking about their past so painful that they just avoid it and they end up making the same mistakes. I mean, think about uh, a man or woman who tends to find him or herself in the same type of uh, abusive relationships again and again and again. So why is it that this person does not uh, somehow find a better partner? Or think about yourself. Think of somebody who is not happy with his or her job and constantly changes careers and uh, finds one career that is worse than the other. So these are two examples of the individuals who are uh, somehow so afraid of uh, facing the pain of their you know, past failures that they don't even want to learn from what happened in the past. And because of this, I really believe that if you want to somehow uh, learn a lot from your past, number one thing is to understand that you've got to face the pain, at least at first, of facing and reliving those uh, uh, events uh, one more time to find out what the lessons are. And by repeating this process, eventually you simply uh, associate no pain at all to your past failures, it just becomes automatic, becomes a habit. But at first, like any other habit, like going to the gym, uh, a friend of mine told me the other day that he's just started going to the gym and his body aches all the time. And I told him, right. dude, that's fitness. Like it literally takes at least a year 
uh, for your body to be fully adjusted. And after one year, not only you will not experience any pain if you go to the gym, quite the opposite. If you don't go to the gym, your body experience the, pain. Yep. the same thing applies here. Like uh, for those of us who are not into uh, contemplating about the past, learning from it and finding the lessons in our past failures, at the beginning, it's very painful because we have to face with our own failures, which might actually undermine our own opinion of ourselves. But ultimately, that's where humility and a curious mind comes to play. You know, mm -hmm. to err is human. To err is human. Nobody is perfect. And we are, we're all going to fail our way to success. And at the same time, we have to literally uh, keep making mistakes after mistakes until we reach wisdom. Because of this, we need to actually, in this case, practice humility and understand that for as long as we live, we can and should make mistakes. We have the right for it. And more important, there's no other, other way to actually fully acquire experience. So the first step is this. We should somehow distance the emotions from the facts so that, so that allows us to actually go ahead and analyze what happened. What did I do here? What did I do right? What did I do wrong? And this allows us to somehow learn the lessons. Now, I have a technique, basically. Anytime I make a mistake, I do the same process. That is, I immediately distance the emotions from the facts, and then I find the lesson. Now, as soon as I find a lesson, I make three reminders on my calendar. The first one will be uh, shown to me on my calendar in less than two days. The second one in one week, and the third in one month, to make sure I will never forget that lesson. So literally, imagine right now I made a mistake and uh, I just learned a lesson. And let's say, I don't know, the lesson was to perhaps uh, try, tend to drive more carefully. For example, let's say I had a car accident and I learned that I should drive more carefully, especially in these and these conditions. So then I write down that lesson on my calendar, on my basically phone. Mm -hmm. For example, lesson, drive carefully, especially during these hours. For example, now I make three reminders for me. One two days from now, one one week from now, and one one month from now. And at that time, I can literally forget about whatever happened and get my mind focused on what's at hand and what I'm going to do in the future. However, most people, unfortunately, want to learn about their past by just thinking about it. And the mm -hmm. problem is this. If you want to think about it, I mean, most psychological disorders, most forms of depression are all about minds that are preoccupied and unable to focus lack of awareness. So because of this, don't think it, ink it. Try to actually write down those lessons somewhere and then say, the hell with the memory. I'm done. Here's the lessons. I got what I wanted. And you think of that failure as the tuition fee for that lesson. Because guys, education should be free, right? But in most cases, it's not. So right. think of that as your tuition fee, like that failure, that loss, that damage, that injury, whatever it was. That was a tuition fee. Here's the lesson. I learned it. And now I'm free. You literally, by this act of writing them down, you free yourself from that thought. Now, of course, at first, it's not going to be easy because you have the old habits. But through practice and repetition, this whole process of learning from the past becomes quite easy. Uh, and I really believe that the uh, in life, we cannot truly master anything except for the process of learning. Because ultimately, we're going to fail again and again and again. We'll never be totally right about anything. So the only thing we can truly uh, learn is learning how to learn. And the best way to learn to, uh, how to learn is to actually learn from your past. So because of this, uh, you got to distance yourself from your emotions. Look at situation logically. Extract the lessons. Write them down. 
and make sure you uh, are reminded of those lessons at least three times within three the spans of two days, one week, and one month. And you literally can not give a damn about what happened in the past. It's over. Let it go. Like you literally remove it from the focus of your attention and instead focus elsewhere. Magnificent. Yeah, I think um, it's it's very interesting that you have a specific procedure because mostly you know that uh, you know emotions come to haunt you, so you're creating a failsafe basically. That's exactly why I have procedures for this man because emotions are out of control, man. Like I uh, think of myself as somebody who can manage uh, myself and other people, but even as somebody who might have some of these abilities, even sometimes I tend to uh, lose control over my emotions. So mm -hmm. I can imagine how others are doing it. But because of all of these factors, that emotions somehow are rather hard to control, it's very important to approach this methodically with, you know, and algorithmically with a step-by-step -step procedure mm -hmm. so that you do not let your emotions get in the way. Yeah, and I, and I assume that you're very strict about it. You're like, no way, I'm, this is a procedure. Exactly. I, I created this in the right mind. I'm sticking with exactly. it. Exactly. Makes a lot because of sense. It's all about happiness. It's all about peace of mind. Right. And if you don't want to jeopardize them, then you've got to have a procedure. Makes a lot of sense. And you mentioned something about uh, humility and nobody's perfect, which actually, I think, uh, touches the idea of learning from the past. Well, learning in general, because, yeah, obviously nobody's perfect. We all always learning, no matter how much wisdom you have, no matter how how brilliant you are, you know, how regardless of your age, etc. Um, we can always learn, right? So that's, that was a good yeah. point. And you, well, uh, I want to add on to that at the end. Well, you kind of covered it, but I'm going to put it in different words. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you mentioned that I try to let the emotions out of it and then start start uh, getting the lessons of, of my past. And that I agree with you because when you have the emotions uh, with you after the incident, it's like exactly experiencing that incident again and again, over and over again. And well, that, that's a point. We are we are saying learning from the past. We're not saying learning from the present. The reason is because we are we we are saying past because it's a disjoint event. We are assuming that we are uh, disconnected from the from our past, sort of uh, emotionally at least. Then then we can actually learn the lessons what went wrong, what didn't. But when we have the emotions involved, we are actually living it again. Maybe not. It's actually a misguided version of it because it's not exactly it. It's what we make it in our head to be. But no matter what we are experiencing, we are living some uh, that experience or some rendition of that experience, which takes us to living in the past, which is basically which comes with feelings. A lot of it. We are exactly. feeling that. And let me just stop you right now, Pooja. Mm -hmm. Something very nice, and it's right about what you just mentioned, mm -hmm. and that's you mentioned you have to do it right away. And that's right. very important because ultimately our memories are not reliable. The reason that I do this immediately after the event and then I forget about it completely is this. Our emotions tend to influence our memory. I mean, right. certain people, here's what I realized recently in a book that I read. And they said that certain people have vivid memories of being sexually abused by their fathers mm -hmm. Even though that has never, ever happened in their entire lives. Yep. Because True they story. have literally created and manufactured that memory. Yep. Right now, a lot of our negative memories that we have are completely false. They have nothing to do with the reality. And since our, because during this entire process, the emotions are playing with that memory, they're changing and modifying it. And after a few years, we actually believe it. 
which yep. is why it's the best time to learn about the past is immediately after that error, after that failure, get the lesson and then completely forget about it. Because most of our memories about the past, ironically, are influenced by emotions and are not accurate. That's the, you know, interesting, just, you know, baffles my mind when I think about this. Yeah. And I want to, now that you mentioned it, I want to actually give a shout out to this uh, fantastic podcast by Malcolm Gladwell called a revisionist history he, on his uh, recent uh, season he has two back-to-back -back episodes uh, strictly talking about memory and how faulty memory is and specifically like I, i'm just going to paraphrase some part of it and saying that you can't judge a character by their memory because in nature all of our memories are very faulty um, exactly. And I'm going to give the name of those two episodes for the audiences who are probably interested because they're fantastic episodes. Mm -hmm. The first one is uh, he recommends to listen to the first one and the second one himself. So I'm going to do that in order. The first one is um, a polite word for liar. And the second one is free um, Brian, free Brian Williams. You and might know you might know Brian Williams. It, it explains everything in the episode. So I'm not going to bore you with that the podcast itself is called revisionist history by malcolm gladwell fantastic um, great great podcast for sure we'll check it out yeah so getting back to our talk i couldn't agree with you more our memories really suck and we have to just accept it there's nothing we can do about it maybe maybe sometime uh, in the future but at least not now so as you mentioned we got to learn our lesson we learn our lesson immediately as as long as we disjointed the emotions and just forget about the whole thing because it comes back haunting us the wrong way because it's going to be manipulated manipulated the memory i'm talking one way or the other so just forget about exactly. it it doesn't matter anymore after you, you learn your lesson that's right that's great Sorry. Um, now getting back to living in, in the in the in the past. So we get get got, so that's exactly it. Not forgetting that memory uh, and adding emotion to the bunch, trying to replay that incident in your brain. As and as we mentioned, the memory is very faulty. So it's not going to be exactly that. It's going to be actually the way we 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 are changing it to be. So it's not even true. So. It's it's basically living in an imaginary story in in a sense, but I want you to go ahead anyways, and then just give it just of okay, what do you uh, mean by living in the past, and then why is it, in what ways is it devastatingly harm, harmful? Because we agree it is. Well, speaking of devastating, I think of living in the past as no different than driving your car, uh, literally all the way looking at the rearview mirror. I mean, yeah. how dangerous that is i mean just think about it. literally imagine you put all of your focus on looking at the rearview mirror and driving imagine the kind of disaster that'll cause basically the same thing happens to living in the past i am strictly against living in the past both good and bad for mm -hmm. example i myself i have prohibited myself from reliving even the good moments the victorious moments of the past because it leads to complacency I mean, it's so easy to look back and say, you know what, man, ah, five years ago, I was a champion. I had this and that, man. This was great. I mean, you talk to some of the, you know, some of the, you know, the uh, elderly uh, gentlemen and like say, man, when I was younger, I had this and that. I say, what do you have right now, buddy? Okay. So the point is this. Ultimately, living the past is, from my perspective, always wrong, whether it's about the good stuff or the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. However, the fact of the matter is that most people tend to live in the past mainly to relive the negative experiences, not their positive experiences, but usually they also do that as well. So both are wrong for the simple reasons that if you live in the past and you relive the, you relive the negative experiences, then that ultimately leads to one thing, and that is depression, 
loss of self-esteem, and more important, loss of motivation and productivity. Because you're just living in that moment, like your state comes down, and we already mentioned in NLP, that your state determines what kind of actions you take, and that will ruin your psychological, emotional state completely, so you don't, you don't take any action, you don't, take, you don't make, make any new plans, so you have nothing to do, basically, and then you just keep living uh, under your, uh, under, far below your potential, and you just uh, don't feel happy about your life. The second case is when you relive uh, the good moments of your life. You know who I was, man, in the year 2012, <laughs> I was this and that in 2013. Dude, it's 2018. What have you done now? All right. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, uh, usually we do not learn much from our good experiences because they say that the majority of learning actually happens from our failures. So right. reliving the good moments in the past might boost your emotion a little bit. And of course, I'm not against it because I believe positivity is great. If you want to relive the past to gain momentarily gain a good state of uh, mind, go for it and then get busy with the present. However, living the past for thinking about what went wrong and all the problems, that's the worst. Uh, I think there's nothing that has low ROI than this one. And ROI, by the way, is return on investment. So there's no ROI on that behavior. You're just wasting your life. So I am against living the past because ultimately it prevents you from living the present or moving towards a great future, literally. If you live in the past, you might as well just drive your car looking at the rearview mirror. That's going to happen because that's exactly what you're doing to your life right now. Yeah, and I'm going to add a quote to that uh, when you said rearview mirror. Uh, John F. Kennedy says, uh, change is the law of life. And those who look only to the past or present are certain to miss, miss the future. Well, we're not talking about the present right now, but then the idea remains the same. And exactly. And my personal opinion is that uh, I, I really like control. There's a, there's a whole you know debate whether control is, is, an, is an illusion or actually a real thing, which we can discuss later, obviously. But then we already got a great topic for our future programs. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so so right now, to the extent that we define control, I like to to uh, my thing is be able to be in control. And um, my past, I have no control over. So worrying about it, being upset about it has no good for me personally. Um, future, I have a little bit of control because I will create it by my presence and it will come at some point Then I it will be my present and I will have some control over it. So I worry about it a little bit, but the most control I have is actually on my presence. So, exactly. so instead of spending that present time, which I have control over and worrying about the future or the past, especially the past, um, I will actually employ something to create a better future. Um, that would be my my opinion on why you shouldn't be living in your in your past, reviewing all those memories because it's completely useless as long as you've got the lesson get out. And but now the interesting thing is, um, oh well, let me give you one more quote and then we move on. This is the final quote. We're um, getting on a lot of quotes here lately. I like it. <laughs> I know Rick I Warren says, "Yeah, yeah, I love quotes too. It's so good." Especially when they're on on topic, uh, Rick Warren says this one: uh, "We are products of our past, but we do don't have to be prisoners of it." It's wow. a very good quote. Wow. Very good quote. Such a great quote. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, a very good quote. Um, anyhow, so the interesting thing is, though, like I've talked to a lot of people who were basically suffering from this, let's call it disease or like condition, better, um, of living in the past, and 
you know, when I talk to them, this with with these, not exactly the same things as you said or I said even, but then the same idea. Their response is, you know, like not all of them, but then some are like, you know, what what you're saying makes a lot of sense. It's true. You're right, but I can't help it. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't stop myself from you know living in the past and just get the lesson and get out. Uh, what do you have to to say to those people? Well, ultimately, you see, the reason that most of us, I mean, uh, have a bias towards our past is simply because the future for us, for our brain, evolution speaking, is not as tangible as the past or the presents are, basically. So uh, generally speaking, the past uh, seems to occupy most of our attention because ultimately the past is something that we that is more tangible. It's real for us. Right. And ultimately, the problem for most people that do not have the, the ability to focus on the past is lack of goal orientation and more importantly, lack of an ideal lifestyle that promotes well-being. So there are mainly two reasons. First of all, think about the last time you felt extremely lost in your negative memories of the past. The chances are, first of all, you were alone somewhere or mm -hmm. you were doing some menial tasks that did not truly attract your attention. You were not experiencing the sort of flow where you're absorbing the task. So that's number one. And number two, the chances are you're probably not pursuing a very ambitious goals. You see, Tony Robbins says something very nice. He says, if you want to uh, get rid of a, a, an inferior problem, get a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. uh, the same thing also is mentioned by Grant Cardone. You see, people tend to overthink about the past because they don't have anything bigger to go forward to. I mean, let's be honest. The best way for the human brain to forget about a problem a bad event or a bad memory is to deal with such a bigger crises or, or set of crises that tends to fully occupy his mind that he has no time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's like this. Imagine, for example, today you lost, let's say, $200 in the subway, right? And right. Just, you just lost the money. You feel very down on yourself. But then imagine somebody calls you and says your best friend was just hit by a car and he's probably dying. Mm -hmm. In this case, he doesn't really care that much about that $200. Let's make it bigger. Imagine you made a bet in the stock market and you lost all of your life savings. You mm -hmm. feel quite devastated, right? Mm -hmm. But imagine your doctor calls you and says, uh, we're going to have to do some couple of tests here. I think you have a fatal cancer that will kill you in less than four months. Right. All of a sudden, the loss of your life savings makes no difference to you. Like you don't even care about it. Okay. Right. So ultimately, in life, you can never get rid of an old inferior problem or a bad memory unless you create a bigger problem, which is why I'm telling you, we come to this concept again and again, not only in this podcast, but throughout all of our publications online. And that is in life, everything can be summed up in literally one word, 10x. Like you literally, you want to go for bigger goals. You want to set ambitious goals that cause so many problems that you have no time to think about the little things. Right. This happened to me. I'm sure this happened to you as well, where once you get bigger problems, the inferior problems are no longer that important. I mean, in business, for example, if you're dealing with a serious problem, all the other problems just uh, disappear. So why do most people find it so hard to stop living in the past? For the same reason most people are not happy with their finances, for the same reason they're not happy with many aspects of their lives, it's simply because they don't have anything bigger to go to shoot towards, man. It's because their minds are preoccupied with things that are below their capacity, with inferior goals. Their lives lack ambition and direction because literally 
imagine right now, okay, you're depressed. Okay, just imagine you're depressed right now. Mm -hmm. You're in a dingy room all by yourself thinking about how the world is a wrong place and everything should come to an end. Then all of a sudden, a hungry lion, literally out of nowhere, runs into your room and starts chasing (laughs) you. I'm pretty damn sure you have a way of forgetting about your depression for at least a couple of minutes. I'm pretty damn sure. Why? Because at that moment, the lion's hungry, buddy, is coming after you. You got to save your ass. And in that condition, you have no choice but to at least temporarily change your state of mind and to save your life. The exact same thing happens to all of us. Within every one of us, there is the capacity to instantly change our emotional state and forget about the past if we are dealing with something much more serious, which is why people say, well, then why do people keep working? I mean, some people just have a lot of money. Why do they keep just working? For the same reason, buddy, because when they have money, they got to actually create bigger problems. They got to take bigger risks and make bigger things happen. Otherwise, they will suffer the same problems that poor people have. Because their lives, they no longer have big problems to solve, so their mind gets busy with unimportant things. Which is why the answer to all of these problems is one thing. If you find yourself repeatedly uh, dwelling on the past, especially in a negative way, that it means you're, you are probably living far, far below your means, and more importantly, you're probably spoiled by your current situation and by the comfort zone. You've got to find yourself out of the comfort zone and you, for the same, the same way that that lion chasing you will make you forget your depression, <laughs> you being pushed out of the comfort zone in the pursuit of something bigger, riskier, more ambitious, will also compel you to not even have the time or the desire to think about the past. That's exactly my best advice to everybody who perhaps finds himself or herself in a dire situation where their past is haunting them all the time. True story. I mean, something has to grab your attention. If it's not a problem in the present, it will be your past or something of the sort. Um, but yeah, that's that's very true. And and uh, again, I mean, I mean, um, we are we are we are here. We've been put here, um, and by nature designed here to be solving problems, right? And if we don't have problems, we tend to you know start lingering problems exactly right i mean that that's a good good thing to create good problems because it uh, like goal-oriented problems to basically uh, push us towards the right way but then then if you don't do that our brain creates its own problem and that that might be lingering to the past and that's that's obviously a very uh devastating thing so uh, chances are if you're listening to this and you're you are one of those people who classify yourself as living in the past chances are you don't have a you know real at uh, present positive present problem so so go find that that problem it's all about goal setting man everything it always comes down always comes down to one thing lack of ambitious goals lack of goals that we have set for for ourselves now trust me most people do have goals i mean the majority of the people have goals right but these are not the goals that they have set for themselves Many youngsters go to school, not because they wanted to, but because their parents yeah, decided yeah. to force them to. People go to work and have a lot of goals and tasks assigned to them by their bosses, but they themselves aren't doing it. So ultimately, people do have goals. What, what we lack a lot are self-assigned goals based upon our values, desires, and ambitions. 
True story. And then that that takes us back to the idea we talked about this in, in an episode called uh, um, Around Thinking Big. I don't know exactly what it was called. Exactly. But then, yeah, so that, that also helps because if you have a massive goal in mind, then you're, you, you really don't have time for, you know, dueling on the past, right? So... So you wouldn't be lingering in the past and living in the past. And that's that's another thing. Like when we talk about problems, there's all, always a negative, you know, a negativity associated with it. everybody thinks like problems are bad. You gotta you're gonna move away from them. But that that's not true necessarily. You want the good problems, right? Exactly. And um so yeah, that's 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 another thing. Like just don't consider problems a bad thing it, by nature. They're not really necessarily. Well, that was a good talk. I think we, we covered a lot of stuff here. And then uh, um, let's let's move on to the final stages of our, um, our this episode. Uh, That's right. And that is to basically, you know, sum up the ideas of living in the past and learning in the past. And before we go to the final comment, can you give us a packaging of this whole two together? Fantastic. Definitely. So ultimately... Learning from the past is necessary. Those who do not learn from their past are doomed to repeat their mistakes again and again. So I am not against it. However, there are ways to go about it. And since our emotions get in the way, it's better to learn from the past in a methodical manner. How do I do it? Very simple. Instantly, right after the mistake has happened, as soon as I find some free time, I think about what I did wrong and I extract lessons from it. I then immediately write them down and make three reminders on my phone. One after two days. One after, because you don't need a reminder for the same day because you already know what the mistake was, right? right? One after two days, one after one week, and one after one month. And then I forget about it completely. Now, to do so, I can't. You see, the, the nature does not, there's no such thing as a vacuum in the nature. If there's a vacuum, it's got to be filled again. So I don't just say, all right, I'm done with the past now. So let's not think about the past. It's like saying, let's not think about an elephant. You think about an elephant, right? <laughs> so the moment I get rid of that thing, I don't say, let's not think about the past. My mind is now so busy and swarmed by all the other problems and challenges of my other goals that I don't have the time to actually think about the past. So the next stage is get yourself some ambitious goals, man. Have something you are looking forward to in life. Things that are actually going to force you to uh, go towards a bigger dream. Thirdly, anytime you find yourself in a bad situation where you might somehow find it hard to forget about the past, don't be alone. Socializing has proven to help a lot when it comes to overcoming depression and other problems. So just go out, go hang out with your friends, go talk to somebody else, you know, call your old friend, whatever you, you do, don't be alone. You learned a lesson. Get yourself out of that state of mind and then pursue your bigger big, bigger goals. And more importantly, living the past has no ROI, even if it's about the good stuff. The people who live in the past, even uh, when it comes to their good stuff, let's say their victories in the past, who they were, how they looked 20 years ago and whatnot. You see, man, at that time, look at my body. Now I'm pretty fat, but at that time I was very thin. So these people ultimately will miss not only their present, but also their future. So uh, forget about the good stuff as well. It's great that you've done some good stuff, but who you are now matters a lot more than who you were 10 years ago. So uh, don't be complacent and try to move towards a brighter future. And in the end, understand that if you want to get good results, you want to move towards a bright future and you got to constantly up the ante and get yourself bigger problems. 
we need bigger problems, not because it's cooler, but because it's absolutely necessary. It's it a part of personal evolution throughout our lives. We need bigger problems. We need bigger goals. Otherwise, the, basically all the uh, past failures in the past will hold us down and we cannot get rid of them. So that's very important. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. That the dynamic system of your your mind, whether it's with socialization or with massive goals, is very important because if it's if it if it's uh, if it's not moving your state of mind, then it will be filled with horrifying thoughts of the past, or or it could be lots more. But we're talking about the password, so we're going to stick with it. Um, so another thing I really liked, uh, I mentioned it then too, it's the procedure. Like you have to f define something for yourself, not just in this case, but anything that emotion can tamper and with. Yeah, because, because when the emotion comes, sometimes it might be a good emotion and direct you positively. But most often than not, it's not. Exactly, that's right. <laughs> and and you can't, you might not be able to control it at the moment. So you 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 probably want to have a fail safe to to ch to put yourself back in check. And the procedures ahead of the time, in the right mind, without those emotions involved, thought out, created, is very good method to methodical, as you mentioned. It's a good good method to uh, basically um, come up with to create a fail safe, so you're not falling into the pitfalls of emotions so that i uh, very much uh, like not again not with the context of living in the past or versus live uh, learning from it but rather in any emotional situation so true, so true. Um, <clears throat> yeah very good very good topic i like it a lot and then to wrap up any final comments or advice well obviously understand this if you have made a mistake Imagine right maybe maybe you are listening right now and you've just made a huge mistake that cost you a lot emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, whatever, doesn't matter. Understand this. To err is human. You are a human being. So am I, so is Pujik, so is everybody else. Understand that we will never be perfect. We will never be perfect. We will never be totally right. And our opinions and wisdoms, no matter how many books you read. No matter how many ideas you got, no matter how intelligent you are, nobody, nobody is perfect. Nobody will ever be perfect. So understand that everyone has the right to make mistakes for as long as they live. You cannot be perfect. So do not bash your head against the wall and say, oh, my gosh, what did I do? I'm stupid. I'm the you're not stupid. You're just a human being like the rest of us. We're all just trying to figure our way out. We're all dummies. who are trying to find our way out. So you're not alone. You belong to the race called humanity. We're not robots. We're not AIs. Our brains are not fixed to the internet. We, we cannot take surveys and then make decisions. We are Maybe humans. one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we will. <laughs> That's right. Another episode. When, uh, what was it called, actually? It's only earlier. Uh, this, uh, oh, Singularity? Singularity when, this, when it happens. Right, right. But until then, until then, until we're then. just humans. And we're not supposed to be perfect, which means it is okay to make mistakes. Just learn the lesson and please forgive yourself because the people who can't forgive themselves can also forgive others. And these people often don't have much better social lives and live much more happily. So please forgive yourself. Learn the lesson. Fuck the haters and the bad comments. Oh, you did this. You did that. Fuck all of them. If, if, if your mommy or daddy told you something, fuck your mama. Fuck your daddy. Forget about them. If your best friend told you, oh, my gosh. And it constantly reminds you of that mistake you made. Fucking break up all the relationship with that motherfucker. <laughs> Understand that you are a human being. 
and you need to somehow learn and you have the right to make mistakes. So make them, learn from them, and then move on towards a bright future. Yeah, I mean, life is about making mistakes and correcting them. So so why, why do we assume that it shouldn't be? Very true story. Exactly. Uh, fantastic episode. Thank you, Dan, for being with us again. My pleasure. Awesome. And um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, until ne- uh, later episodes, take care of yourself. Don't think too much about the past. Think enough to learn your lessons and move on from them. Have a good one. Bye.